when you make your pilgrimage to Rome, go to St. Peter's Basilica, after you get through the metal detectors, you will ascend the steps which will bring you to the front doors of this magnificent, very large basilica, the largest church of any kind in the world. But before you ascend the steps, you will see some signs which show in images what type of clothing is appropriate to wear in the St. Peter's Basilica and which type of clothing is not appropriate to wear in St. Peter's Basilica. And if you are not wearing clothing which is appropriate to enter into St. Peter's Basilica, they will loan you some very long, ugly scarves to wrap around your body. And so in the middle of the summer, it's very common to see mostly women wearing these very long and ugly scarves wrapped around their bodies in St. Peter's Basilica. What's very interesting is when you see some men wearing these long, ugly scarves wrapped around their body in St. Peter's. And when you enter into the church, and if you happen to be misbehaving or, or shouting loudly or even talking loudly, the ushers will come up and they will speak to you in Italian, but you will be able to understand very clearly that you are to stop that inappropriate behavior. And it's not just for the sake of having rules, but it's to remind the people, the many visitors, the millions of visitors which go there every year, that St. Peter's is a sacred place. It's sacred in the sense that it's set apart from the rest of the world. It's a very holy place and a very special place, a place which demands reverence and respect. Every Catholic church is similar to that. Most every Catholic church in the world will have a tabernacle with a blessed sacrament, Jesus Christ in his own flesh and blood in the tabernacle, in the Holy Eucharist. In the second reading, this principle of a very sacred place, a very holy place, is applied by St. Paul to the human body. St. Paul is writing to the people of Corinth. Corinth was like the Las Vegas of the times. Many people living in debauchery, living in, in sexual immorality, living with many sins of the flesh. We can see this in his readings, or his writings to uh, the Corinthians, both, both the first and the second letter. And he's encouraging them to, to stop living immoral lifestyles. And we have a short excerpt from that letter for our second reading this morning. And St. Paul says, Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? Now the temple for the Jewish nation was a very special place. It's a place where they worshiped God, and there were many synagogues where the Jews would pray, but there was only one temple. It contained the Holy of Holies, which is a place where the Ark resided, the Ark of the Covenant containing the tablets, which God himself wrote the Ten Commandments onto, 
place into the ark and place into the Holy of Holies. Even today, if you make a pilgrimage to Jerusalem, you can approach the western wall, which is the last remaining supporting wall of the temple after its destruction. It's often called the Wailing Wall today, where many Jews will go. They will write their prayer intention on a piece of paper and slip it into one of the cracks between these very large stones. And to approach the Wailing Wall, this western wall, you must wear modest clothing. And both men and women must have their heads covered. Why? It's a very holy place. It's a sacred place. It's set apart from the rest of the world. St. Paul applies this same term as temp- of temple to the human body. Knowing that God is dwelling in us, it will change everything about our spiritual life and our practical life. I, I promise you this. Every word, every action, every thought, every relationship, everything is going to change. By simply recognizing that you are a temple of the living God. And the Spirit of God is dwelling in you. And not just in you, but the people whom you interact with. It's going to change everything. It's going to, first of all, help you to love and respect and appreciate yourself. Recognizing that you were created in the image and likeness of God. And redeemed in the image and likeness of God. And you have an immeasurable value, immeasurable worth because of that will also help you to love and respect others. You know, it's much more difficult to sin against a person if you realize, if you recognize that God is dwelling in that person, that they are a temple of the living God too. You could ask yourself, if, is whatever I'm thinking or saying or doing, is this appropriate to have in the temple of God? Would I be reading this book? Would I be listening to this music? Would I be watching this movie? Would I be having this conversation? Would I be doing this action in church? And if the answer is no, then we should really think about what we're thinking or saying or doing. St. Paul goes on to say, You are not your own. You are not your own. There's a very popular phrase in our society. It used to be used a lot by the pro-choice community. That phrase is this, my body, my choice. Maybe you've heard that before. My body, my choice. It was actually used several years ago as well when when the vaccine mandates came out. My body, my choice. Well, that phrase, my body, my choice, it's not scriptural. It's not Christian. St. Paul tells us right here in the second reading. You are not your own. You belong to somebody else. I remember my last trip back to Pennsylvania. Some parishioners picked me up at Dulles International. And they allowed me to use one of their cars during the week that I was there was a brand new Jaguar 
SUV. It was a very nice car, perhaps the nicest car I've ever driven. I tell you, I was very cautious, very careful how I drove that car. I was very careful how I parked it and where I parked it, make sure I didn't break any laws. I was very careful in driving that car. Why? Because it didn't belong to me. And there's no way I could afford to replace it. But it didn't belong to me. And in the same sense, my body does not belong to me. And your body does not belong to you. St. Paul goes on. God raised the Lord and will raise and will also raise us by his power. This is a reminder that our destiny is in heaven. We are created to be in heaven. And hopefully all of us here will choose that one day. We're created to be in heaven, not just soul, not just a spirit, like the angels, but body and soul. In fact, in a few moments, we're going to profess in the creed, I believe in the resurrection of the body. Your body is holy, it's sacred. It's called to be in heaven, so be kind to it. St. Paul goes on, Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Now, St. Paul uses this image of members of the body of Christ throughout his, his letters here. And he uses the image talking about, you know, the hand will do one thing, the ear has a function, the eye has a function, the mouth has a function. But they all contribute to the well-being of the body. In a similar way, all of us here who are baptized are members of the body of Christ. And we all have a very unique and special and specific role and vocation in helping bring about great glory and honor to this body of Christ. St. Paul goes on, but whoever is joined to the Lord because but whoever is joined to the Lord becomes one spirit in him. This is a reminder that the spirit of God was placed in you at your baptism. The spirit of God himself That's when you became a temple of the living God. Isn't this amazing? This very short passage from one of St. Paul's letters. Every sentence, every sentence is packed with very practical and very spiritual helps. St. Paul goes on, avoid immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the immoral person sins against his own body. He goes on, the body is not for immorality, but for the Lord. Immoral actions are sins against your very body, and they can cause great harm. Of course, they'll cause harm to others outside as well, but it's going to cause harm to your body. And I think that knowing this, knowing that I'm a temple of the living God, And the Spirit of God is dwelling in me, making my body very sacred, a very holy place, which is set apart. It's going to help me to not commit immoral actions. St. Paul goes on. For you have been purchased at a price. You have been purchased at a price. You have been ransomed. You were kidnapped by sin and eternal death, but you have been ransomed by Jesus Christ. 
Have you ever thought about how much your life is worth? How much is your life worth? I'm not talking about your net worth. I'm talking about how much is your life worth? Think about it. A thousand dollars? A million dollars? A billion? A trillion? Much more. Immeasurable. You're ransomed. You were paid for by the blood of the Son of God, the Lamb of God hanging on the cross. Immeasurable. It's priceless. Not only are you created in the image and likeness of God, but you're redeemed in the image and likeness of God. Finally, St. Paul says, Therefore, glorify God in your body. Therefore, glorify God in your body. This is a good mantra, a good saying to guide our everyday life. Live your life in a way which brings great glory to God, who created and redeemed you in his own image and likeness. Knowing and recognizing that you, you are the temple of the living God, it will change everything. Praise be Jesus Christ. Amen.